0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowance and I'm joined from a car park in Leicester with Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you, mate? Yes,
1: I'm right, mate. I'm in the car park in Leicester. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot been in the car park in Leicester.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night. Here we go. Party starting. Um, we're here to talk about uh, Leicester City nil, Aston Villa nil. Now I will put a disclaimer up 30 seconds into the show saying I've not seen a single thing from today. I've been working on on other stuff uh, with work, so I've not seen anything besides the social media reaction and and Stephen Gerrard's post-match interview. And, of course, Ash, all your written stuff today. uh, It's kept me right up to date. So I just want to put that out there. I'm not going to hear and offer an opinion on the game. I've not seen it. That wouldn't be fair. I'm just here to ask the questions. So, first of all, Ash, just your your general thoughts on the game and and the result as a whole for us.
1: What do you want first, Dan? The positives or the negatives? Uh,
0: Let's go negatives first. Get them out of the way.
1: Negatives first. Villa were quite laboured today. Villa were... Villa lacked a cutting edge up front, lacked a bit of quality when needed, um, and that urgency was missing again, despite Leicester playing four times since Villa last played, uh, you expected a little bit more from Villa today. Um, negatives as well, yeah, I, mean, I thought Leon Bailey struggled on, on his big day today, mm. um, I thought the defence was okay. Other negatives, yeah, just yeah, not putting the ball in the back of the net, yeah. Um, when they needed to, missed some big chances today. And overall, I think it's got a laboured showing. Um, easy to say, oh, they on the beach and all this this game? But uh, I expected a little bit more from the Villa today, off the back of the Tottenham result, not playing in a couple of weeks, and uh, coming into Leicester today. Uh, the Leicester are expected to be a bit, a bit jaded from their exploits. But yeah, the Villa didn't really didn't really force the issue enough for me, Dan.
0: And the positives.
1: Uh, good defensively today, much better shape, much better organisation, um, much tougher to beat. Uh, clean sheet always a plus. Mm-hmm. Gerard lo- lo- loved that clean sheet today, and um, and yeah, positives. I thought Watkins was okay, led the line, all right up front today, but he got got some change out for Fafana, which is quite good. Um, and that's it really defensively, much better.
0: Uh, Gerald said in his interview with Villa TV that uh, Watkins was unplayable at times in the second half. Yeah. Would you go that far? A uh,
1: little bit. I th- I th- yeah, like, like Gerard, I, I saw something in Watkins today. He looked much more mean. I looked, he had the fire in his belly again. Um, I thought Watkins has been a bit down in the dumps over the last few weeks. So be moaning a little bit, hands in the air. But today, I think it was good, decent value up front. Fafana's um, highly rated at Leicester. Mm. And uh, he gave giving the runaround for large parts today. Should have scored after twenty minutes. We had we had a, f- a, f- a free shot on goal from eighteen yards, put it straight down Smolko's pipe. Should have gone into the corners with that one. Had an effort in the second half as well, which is down Smolko's near side. So just that little finishing, um, he, he's missing today. But other than that, he's running. He beat. He, he, he's prepared to beat a man one on one as well, which is which is much better. So yeah, Watkins a big plus today for me,
0: um, despite not scoring. Who's your man of the match? Uh, this yeah. is a bit, bit of how this kind of mini podcast is going to go here. I'm just going to ask you generic questions because I haven't seen enough from today to to offer an opinion. So man of the match?
1: Yeah, looking back on my ratings, I, sh- I should p- perhaps give Watkins a seven and the centre halves are lot right today. But yeah, when, when the uh, the sub asked me at the mail, who's your, pla- who's your man of the match? I'll give it to Watkins in the end, just edging it. I thought he did a lot from leading on his own today, and and yeah, could have been one of the centre backs. What Mings and concert did did well today. Um, midfield lacking again for me. McGin, Ramsey. Uh, I thought Douglas, was, Douglas was okay. I think I think Gerard brought him off to stop him from getting red carded because um, Douglas was getting caught up in it. And, and McGinn battled hard, but you need a bit more quality for me. Um, hmm. So, yeah, midfield looking a bit stale of late. Perhaps a, a change is needed in there. Gerard talked up with Tim Oreg you know, big time. Yeah, his yeah. presser. Big time. Talked him up. I mean, you come on today, Tim, and I've, he's massive. He's not a huge size for an 18 year old, and uh, he did well. So, I uh, expected big things from him. Uh, Gerard said he's always in early, uh, buddy more doing doing the gym work and stuff. So, he's re- really dedicated. And Gerard loves t- young Tim and Brunham. And yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think Walking just edges my man in the match.
0: Let's go back to, to team news then when it comes out at two o'clock. It surprised me a little bit. I, I didn't think Bailey would would be in there. Um, I thought there might be that change at centre half with Chambers as well. Um, you're obviously in the stadium or in you know, and around it. What was the feeling amongst maybe Villa fans that you you were seeing and, and in the press room with the team news that came out?
1: Yeah, very surprised to see Leon Bailey in after his underarming showing at Wolves on his last start. Um, fans have been clamouring for to see more of Emi Buendia. Um, mm. That didn't happen today. Gerard went into detail about that afterwards. He said Leon Bailey's been the best trainer at Villa for the last seven seven to ten days. He he wants to re- wants to keep rewarding people like that who. Performing training well. I know I know, I know training and playing to different different ball game, but Gerard shuffled the pack slightly today with his two changes. I know one was enforced at left back, but yeah, you give a huge vote of confidence for Leon Bailey. He said he's getting there, he missed that big, big chance after seven minutes. Um yeah, I think he's rusting a show to, uh to the early parts. Gerard explained explained his thinking behind Bailey. He wanted more, more ball carriers in the team, giving Leicester we will, will, will put Villa under pressure. He wanted to Bailey's pace from from deep and running, running at the heart of Leicester, which he did that to some extent in the second half. And um, he was pleased with Wendy's little cameo uh, late on as well, and hinted at his involvement next week against Norwich. He said he's all his old, his old clubs rocking up at Villa Park. He'll want to he'll want to prove them. He um, want to play him that one next week. So perhaps we could see Bwende next week as well. So so yeah, the big surprise was seeing Leon Bailey, as it was Gerard's comments afterwards saying he's been the best trainer, head and head and shoulders above the rest. That Back at base, and you got to reward people who are, who are on form in training. So he did that today. Bit rusty looks from Bailey. Um, second start since November. So yeah, we need him to kick on now. Six games to go. We need to start start getting into that rhythm, and then before you know, it, the season will conclude. So
0: yeah, um a voice in that sense. If you can stay fit as well during those last six games, um, exactly. I understand. I understand the rewarding of players if you've been the best, one of the best performers in training for for two weeks, pretty much, and then don't get in the side. I understand how how that might come across. Did he do enough? Do you think today to, to warrant another start next week?
1: The thing is with attacking players, Dan. I think they need a run of games. You know, I think you need to need to um, take the rough with the smooth, as it were. I think he needs two, three, four starts. I think, look, look, when Watkins come out of the team and then he started, and started to score again. Hmm. I think attacking players, they need that run of games to find the consistency. It's very hard um, in that sense to, to play one, come in from after having four games off, play one and then expected to play brilliantly. I, th- I don't think that, that happens. So I think I'd love to see him. Just nothing to lose now. I think they are near enough safe, aren't they? Um, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd persevere with Bailey, try and get him a bit of form in the last six games, get the momentum going into the pre-season. And Jared spoke again about the importance of adding one or two, one or two, to throw a few players in in preseason today again. So all eyes on that. But he wants to finish in a style with six six to go. The,
0: there's a few choice comments about Bailey that I can't read out because of the language, but the the sentiment amongst the fans is that he wasn't very good no. um, at halftime. I was seeing a few tweets saying, you know, kind of what happened to Leon Bailey being this quick quick winger. He doesn't even seem to have the pace anymore. Do you think the injuries that he's had has, has affected his physicality?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was Jewsbury Hall. What decent player he's done. Leicester, young, young Jewsby Hall midfielder. Yeah, he, 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 he p- outpaced Bailey. You thinking? Hang on a minute. That's Bailey's biggest asset. Well, where's that gone? Um, yeah, I think he's not up to speed yet. Gerard Gerard was backing him to the hilt in the in the presser just there, and then he said he's getting there, and he's obviously showing it in training. He must be rinsing rinsing his teammates in training, uh, in that sense. So yeah, I think we need to persevere. I know it's it's one of them, isn't it? Mean. He didn't play. He didn't, he didn't. He didn't play too well today at all. To be honest with you, but I think I would stick him he's in not get better point. If you
0: don't play him, though, is he? I guess that's that's the, the crux in. of it. He's not going to improve if he's out of the team next week, and and that's the yeah. last we see of him for the for exactly. rest of the season.
1: Big money in Dan as well. A lot of money spent on him. He need to persevere with these and and mm. Boyde we're looking for a knock next week as well.
0: If if Bailey scores that chance in the in the first seven or eight minutes, it's a it's a different conversation, isn't it? There you go. Um, what was the formation, by the way? How did that forward line work? Was it Bailey on the right and Catino on the left?
1: Yeah, Gerard said we made a slight change today and looking at it, it looks like it went to Coutinho a little bit wider, trying to get him involved a little bit more, which didn't really happen today for, for Coutinho. Um, yeah, it was it was very much more of a 4-3-3 as opposed to the two tens. I think it was Bailey on the right, Coutinho on the left, Watkins down the middle. And um, I think it suited Villa defensively a little bit more, a bit more structure to them, a bit more organisation. And, um, yeah, yeah, I thought Coutinho was underwhelming again today. Didn't even get on the ball at all. And Yeah, a bit of a frustrating one, that one.
0: Um, what about Buendia then? That is the the one that kind of polarises fans the most these days, I think, that if Coutinho isn't doing it, you kind of think, I understand there's that that relationship with him and Gerard and he's this big money, or potentially big money signing. He's a big name. Mm. Emmy Buendia is the club record signing. He, he's come in with a with ped- pedigree from Norwich, um, I know the championship's different, but even so, you spend thirty-eight, forty million on him. He's clearly got ability. He's too good to only be getting ten minutes off the bench. But then, uh, you know, how do you fit them all in? Has Gerald said anything about Bwende and his kind of role as as a substitute, maybe? Yeah,
1: like, yeah, he called him a little warrior today. He'd be chomping at the bit to be involved, and he wants people with the fire in their belly to to want to play and come into a team and make a difference. And It'd be good if you could mesh Buendia and Coutinho into one player. Yeah, I think you'd have mm. a, a very good player there because obviously Buendia runs his socks off, works really hard. Like you say, he's, he's dogged in his, in his approach. And and yeah, it's a, it's a good old debate then. I mean, Villa don't own Coutinho. Coutinho is Barcelona's player. Villa owned Buendia, spent £40 million on him near enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good debate to have. if you ask me, uh, has Coutinho as a rival... Um, Hampered Wendy, of course it has. It really mm. has. Another pair of the best, really good friends off, off the pitch at Villa, Wendy and Coutinho. And I wish there was a way you could get them, get them both in the, the same same team. I think there, there could be a way. Wendy made a, made, made a career out of, um. So he's a player of the season out on the right-hand side, wasn't he? For Norwich, I mean, Wendy on the right, Coutinho on the left, maybe the stance in that. No, no, there's Greg. Um, so, we'll see. But, um, yeah, for at the moment, in terms of Wendy's match time, um, I think he'll play next week, though, against Norwich for sure.
0: Uh, but I was just going to ask you quickly towards the end, but we'll, we'll do it now as soon as you brought it up. Changes for next week. Um, obviously, Norwich at home is a game. You've got to be expecting Villa to win, haven't you, with, with where Norwich are in the league. Um, another home game, one of the last couple of the season. Yeah, And you've got two forwards there. and I mean... Fans on social media seem to think Watkins wasn't very good. You thought he was right. Gerald thought he was good in the second half, but you've potentially got three forwards there that weren't really that great. So, what happens next week? Do you persist with, with Bailey? Do you give him another go? Do you think it's time to drop Coutinho for Buendia? Danny Ings, not even in the conversation. I don't even come on today, did he? I don't think. Um, no. Nope. £30 million Danny Ings. So, what what do you do next week for Norwich? Because yeah, no game is a must win at this stage because Villa are safe, but Losing at home to so Norwich would be absolutely disgusting. So, I do class that as a must win. So, what do you do to get it over the line next week?
1: Well, Gerard said, I mean, he said, no disrespect to Norwich, um, but chances will be more chances will be forthcoming next week against them. And teams, I know Burnley are scrapping for the lies, but Leicester are a decent team today. And I can't remember so I beat him at home. Is it for Leicester? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think, well, Martin has had about two, two shots to save on target. I, I did see him get troubled. Not at all, really, today. Martin has didn't pull off a, a super save today to keep Villa in it at all. So, Villa, Villa, Villa kept Leicester at bay f- for large parts of that today. So, defensively, they look much better in the final third. Had a couple of chances today. Take them, you, you're on, on course to nicking an away win. So, yeah, it's up to Gerard this week. Um, he has no qualms. He's got, he said he's got goals in the side. You've got Danny Ings on the bench, Brendier, quality there. But, but, yeah, just fitting, fitting the, the three into his, his system. Um, I'd like to see maybe changing things up a little bit maybe Buendia as an eight in there or, mm. or Coutinho dropping in Um, but like you say I think he's pretty set on his on his uh, Ramsey McGinn and Douglas Louise trio Um, yeah Ramsey McGinn didn't really put up to any trees today Um, with Sanson being out injured as he is this week there's no, no real no real cover in there but he, he did say Nicamba's a bit, a bit off it he, he, you're not expecting to start from him anytime soon Dan from Nikamba, just okay. battling his way back. He said, Tim Tim's ahead of him at the moment. So, if, if, if a player was to come in, it's, it's Tim Boonham. That's what Gerard said afterwards. So, Nikamba's still short fitness-wise. Orygbunum's the next man in, you'd say, in central midfield. Uh not chuck my way out Can't get a game at the moment um, as his contract standoff continues. So, yeah, it's um, horses for courses. We'll see what Gerard comes up with next week in terms of his attack, attacking trio. Um, for me, I think Katina could come out the side. But, I, th- I can't see him doing that. At home to Norwich, more space. I think Coutinho could, 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 will start again. So, yeah, down to that one. I ain't got the answer for you, man, Dan.
0: I'd quite like to see like a 4-2-3-1 with two sitters. And I don't know whether this applies for for Norwich at home, but, you know, Iru Burnham and, and Louise are the two, potentially. We all know Louise isn't isn't a DM, but as, you yeah. know, if you've got, a, you know, Iru Burnham is yeah. definitely a DM. Next to him, he could have that licence to go forward a little bit. Buendia on the right, Coutinho at the ten, Bailey on the left. Yeah, things up front. Did, what yeah. what was the switch when when um, Buendia came on? Because I saw people say Bailey looked better on the left. Was that the switch when yeah, went yeah. to the right and Bailey to the left?
1: Yeah, yeah, basically that was yeah that was the switch there. And yeah, Buendia had Buendia had a little d- decent cameo. To be fair, uh, got stuck in, looked a bit of a threat. That just wider the post as well. Almost scored. And, yeah, look, look, worked a little bit better. So, maybe, yeah, Coutinho's position at risk, maybe. But, like you say, mm. with Norwich at home, I can't see that happening, but we'll see.
0: Um, just on Coutinho, you said there about um, his, his signing being kind of detriment to Buendia. Would you say maybe writing out a 10 is a better way of doing it? His, like Him joining Villa on loan, would you write that as a success so far? It's easy to um, get carried away with what we've seen of him. Obviously, he's...
1: Leads at home, leads away, Man you at home and his performance is there. He does in little spurts, doesn't he? A bit, bit of magic. Um, yeah. just a couple of players passing recently and Cicatino in training is unbelievable. Incredible. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, I mean, it just shows it in flashes. In terms of the loan signing, I don't know, mate. It's just a tough one, really. Let's sit on the fence with that one. It's been good and bad, to be fair. He's been quiet and he's been, he's been sensational. So, yeah, a bit, a bit inconsistent, that one. How about yourself? I mean, looking from afar,
0: Coutinho, how would you rate it? Tough on any- what, what What do you count as average? Is that five out of ten or is that a six out of ten? Six, 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 yeah, probably a six, maybe a seven. I, I know when we've done stuff with Matt Kendrick, he'll, he'll often talk about enjoying moments in football and looking back on moments. And Coutinho is a bit of a moments player. Yeah, he'll, he'll do things that you remember, a little flicks or a, an assist or a pass around the corner or something. And Football is a moments game, isn't it? And it's those little things that kind of excite you. So on that perspective, that is what Coutinho is. But overall, I don't know how many games he's had now, but for someone of that quality, I would probably like a little bit more output from and a bit more consistency. There's a comment yeah. there that sparked that last question saying that we see a flash of brilliance once every three games. Yeah, only showing up 12 games out of 38 isn't isn't good enough for a player who's going to be warranting that much money. And it also puts Buendere into a 10 minute cameo role as well. So from that perspective I can't see any you know any more than being a five out of ten as you know average does these brilliant moments and looks magical. If it's the detriment of Bendi, and he only shows up a third of the season on average, is that is that the best use of resources? I'm not, I'm not so sure.
1: I think um, we should leave it open for, for six games to go. I think katina has got it all to play for in terms yeah. of his, his Villa Park future. No, a his lot next of them week good. Well, a lot of them have, like you say, yeah, a lot of them have. I think that's the most intriguing aspect of covering Villa for the final six games. You're looking now, who's showing a bit? Who's showing a bit for next season? Who wants to be in next season? who's tossing it off a little bit, um, whereas today I thought, overall, I thought he's much improved, considering what we've seen, that final 45 minutes last week, and the game's gone by, against a decent Leicester side, who are lining Europe, like you say, and decent at home as well, so, yeah, I think when Gerald sits down, has his beer later, I think he'll be pleased, and um, a bit of an update as well, for those that don't know, Michael Beale, Villa's assistant manager, his family were involved in a crash uh, prior to today, and Marco had to dash off to see his family were okay and then he came back and out, out Villa with the warm-up and stuff. So Michael Bill's family's all right, thankfully. And Gerard said his assistant was shook up um, to earlier today. So that, that's a that's a positive as well. So thankfully they're all alright. Um but yeah, today I think the coaching staff, Gerard himself, they'll have a bottle of beer, and I think they'll, they'll be pleased with that one. That came across in his press conference just now. He's he, he loves a clean sheet, Gerard, and that, that's your base now. Norwich, Bur- Burnley twice to come. Some more home games as well. So it's time to finish the season in style. And hopefully next week that'll be at Norwich. And, and
0: yeah. We were asked about the relegation battle in yesterday's preview. And you said to ask me again tomorrow. And Burnley don't play till Sunday, which kind of makes us a little bit pointless. So you'll probably say, Ask me again tomorrow. Um, it's another point further forward for Villa, 37 points now. Um, as you just mentioned, Norwich next, Burnley twice, uh, Crystal Palace, Man City, and Liverpool. So, yep. Yeah, last six games. Yeah smash that um people are kind of still looking at the 40 point mark for that absolute safety that absolute kind of you know i can sit yeah. back and relax now uh, you know as i've said many many times on this podcast i felt for you know at, at least the last two three four weeks that it will end up being fine um so you said to ask you today i will ask you today just out of principle do you, are you still worried about relegation or are you, are you any further forward with it no i've seen, I've seen enough today
1: defensively i've seen enough today um but I thought it could have gone disastrous today. I thought Villa started a little bit sloppy, and you're thinking, "Hang on a minute!" You got Martinez shanking balls out and taking mm-hmm. risks at the back, but they dug, in, they, they dug in. They really did, and I've seen enough today to to warrant. You know what? They're going to stay up. They'll be fine. Hopefully, win next week against Norwich um, and move move forward that way. But yeah, like you say, Burnley played tomorrow. They got Wolves, haven't they? Beat Wolves and. We'll see, but um, no. After, yeah, I think the the Villa squad, the Villa players, proved a little proved a little bit of a point today, for me, and um, yeah, it was nil nil, but I'll take the positives from it.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a clean sheet, point away from home against a side that are above us. Uh, yeah, not really much more you can say about it, is there really? And nil nil is a pretty pretty boring result all round, but you know, given it stops the the four defeats in a row. As I've said, a clean sheet's nice. Something to build on. If you do beat Norwich next week, that gets you to that magical 40-point mark. Uh, Decent home atmosphere. Some nice performances, hopefully. And then you kind of relax for the last five games of the season. Relax as much as you can, being a Villa fan anyway. Um, I'm in Benidorm
1: Benidorm next week. So I'm missing
0: that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, We'll win then. I'm sure we always win when you're not not at games and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, good times. I missed uh,
1: missed Southampton at
0: home before. 4-0. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start away. Yeah?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please, mate. Um yeah, we'll call it a day there then. Thanks for your time, Ash, as always. We do appreciate it. Get yourself home safe and sound. Um thanks boxing. to all the uh, the comments for for tuning in as always. Your prediction for the boxing quickly, as soon as you mentioned it.
1: Um Dylan White, knocks tossed a few yet. Oh you made it here first.
0: I don't know much about boxing, but I'm just going to for your to go against you. Um, yeah, so tune into the boxing if you want. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Clapham Podcast. As always, we'll be back with a 1982 special in the week, which i am yet to edit. So I'm hoping it's going to come out. So uh, uh, subscribe to the channel, all those kind of things, and you'll get our uh, content first. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you again next week.